0: Welcome to Bruin Success, where we talk to UCLA alumni and explore the many paths to success beyond UCLA. I'm your host, Katie Russo, and today I'm thrilled to be joined by Steve O'Dell, CEO and co-founder, and Robbie Page, co-founder and chief marketing officer of Tenzo Tea. Tenzo Tea is a lifestyle brand founded on the belief of better energy for the mind and body. Steve and Robbie, welcome to Bruin Success. Thanks so much for taking time out of your schedules to join us today.
1: Thanks for having us. We're excited to be here. Yeah, thank
0: you so much. Awesome. So to start us off, can you talk about Tenzo Tea and what makes it unique and different in the market? Or how do you distinguish yourself from competitors?
1: Well, um, Rob and I were very fortunate when we got started. We partnered with an excellent tea master in Japan. So um, the business is a little over 3 years old now. And when we first got started, we went out. Um, to Japan and actually got to see the tea farms and fields um, see the whole manufacturing process. And we created a unique blend of matcha that tastes great by itself and also mixes well in lattes and with other foods and you know, baked goods. And, um, and then we just kind of partnered with that man and took, um, brought the product back to the US and uh, ran with it.
0: Wow that's awesome how often do you like nowadays how often do you get to go back um and visit uh,
1: about we usually go once a year um during normal times um yeah but unfortunately this is the first year we're actually not gonna be able to go and the matcha harvest is happening having like i guess like a late harvest would be like right now but the last like four weeks are like prime time
0: oh wow okay So can you share, um, can you both share a little bit about your entrepreneurial journey to starting Tenzo and how did you go from UCLA student to launching your own company? Um, and kind of on that same wavelength, did you, did each of you always know that you wanted to start your own business someday, or did that kind of just unfold along the way?
2: I can take it away first. This is Robbie. Um, yeah, UCLA was always my dream school. I grew up in Rochester, New York, along with Steve, we both are from the same city and Always um, volleyball was always our focus out of high school. We both played together. Um, we were recruited to play athletics for UCLA and you know that was an amazing experience. For me, it really opened my eyes to a lot of the opportunities of the city of Los Angeles and the world in general, just because I was raised um, kind of under the mindset of you become a doctor, you become an engineer, you make money, you support family. And I discovered Los Angeles, this whole scene of these amazing people doing crazy things and changing the world. So I think for me, that was really where my entrepreneurial spirit came from. Um, after, so I graduated in four years and I played three years professional volleyball after graduating, a year in Italy at the beach for two years in AVP. And then right around that time, my second year of beach volleyball, Steve was in his senior year. And we started working together, building websites, starting to really create something for ourselves. And um, he led the way for me, you know, paving that path and getting me hooked on the whole entrepreneurship thing. But um, I've really never worked for anyone, though, never held a job. I've kind of always created my opportunities. So, in a lot of sense, entrepreneurship was always calling for me.
1: Yeah. I mean, to kind of go into detail on what Robbie said, when I, I had a very similar experience, you know, being from Rochester and going to UCLA, it was like this fantasy land, being in Los Angeles, there's no winters, you're not shoveling. snow. It's a miracle, it's a miracle. And, um, you know, it was a really good experience playing volleyball there. And I got to meet a lot of really cool people um, that were really active in entrepreneurship. And I had some really awesome professors there uh one specifically Steven Peterson in the comm department shout out professor peterson if you're listening to this but um yeah i took this one class with him comm 109 and it was i got an a in it and i did really well and i loved it you know and um it was really exciting to think about how businesses were built and um yeah and so that was something that i thought maybe i could be good at and from there, I started tinkering with a lot of different things. And that's when Rob and I, like he mentioned, started working on websites and apps. And yeah, it really like one day we just searched like a Google search after drinking too many cold brews at this coffee shop I was with Rahadi. And it's just like, what is the healthiest form of energy? And uh, and then we discovered matcha and tried it out. And you, know, you feel a lot better after you drink matcha. You don't have a crash or jitters or anxiety that coffee or energy drinks can give you. And um, yeah, next thing you know, here we are, three years later, with this uh, growing matcha business.
0: That's awesome. That's a really neat story, and it's so cool that you both from Rochester and like being able to both go to UCLA and then kind of being able to start this together. That's a super cool story.
1: Yeah, it's, it's super rare. I don't think there's ever a volleyball player from Rochester that ever went to UCLA until Rob. And then he like, I I remember going on my official visit with Rob my junior year of high school and we had like, it was Rob's freshman year at UCLA and it was like this amazing time. Uh, yeah, and I went back to school and I was like, oh man, like it's going to be pretty hard to go anywhere else. Um, yeah, so I was pretty much hooked. That's awesome.
0: Um, So from the professional bios that you shared, I know you talked a little bit that a focus of 10th is giving back to those who need it most. Can you share a little bit about this philosophy of yours and how you put this into action?
2: Yeah, sure. So Steve and I kind of live under the same philosophy that we really want to do good for the world. Everything we do, you know, we want to help people improve lives and make the world a better place at the End of the day. So, I mean, first off, we really feel that our product itself helps people become a better version of themselves. And we love to think about um, matcha and Tenzo is almost a way to share energy and uplift others. So in the very just purest form of drinking matcha, you're increasing your own energy vibration so you can go out the world and share with other people, make other people happy and um inspire people. And additionally, too, we've really um in the first couple of years, we had a couple of partners we've worked with to give back um in terms of sales. So we worked with the thirst project for about the first year and a half. We gave a portion of our sales to build wells, in Africa, um, trying to help the, the world water crisis. And then, um, just recently we ran a great campaign with feeding America when COVID-19 started, uh, where we raised a really, we raised about 50,000 meals to donate to, um, uh, food banks.
0: Well, that's amazing.
2: Yeah. So it's kind of always been cornerstone to our beliefs and our foundational values. And, you know, I think as we continue to grow, we'll be able to make more of an impact. But we always wanted to start small and start simple and do what we could do at the time to help people.
0: Oh, that's yeah, that's so inspiring. I'm curious, did that like when you both kind of started Tenzo, did that, did you kind of outline some of those philosophies that you were Kind of both in line on, or did that kind of unfold as the the three years went along of like this focus on being able to kind of give back as you were, you know, building your business?
1: Well, we definitely didn't have any formal outlines, but there's definitely verbal conversations about like what are the goals. And, you know, like Rob said, there's kind of two or three ways to think about giving. And one's like, you know, you do what you can in the moment. And so when COVID hits, that's a great opportunity. But there's there's also like the component of like you're building something now to be able to give back at scale in the future. So you can be nice and share a matcha or a smile with someone day to day, and that's fantastic, and we all should do that. You know, but Rob and I also want to be in a position in ten years, you know, to give back on a very big, in a big way.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that's, I think that's a great point to think about too. Like you said, doing things in the moment or in the present, and then also being able to kind of think strategically about long-term goals or kind of, you know, causes that you can support as things move forward. Yep. Cool. Um, So how did you go about building your brand and gaining credibility with customers? And how have you leveraged the UCLA community to support your business?
1: Oh, man. This is a loaded question.
2: <laughs> Lots of ways. So anyways, um, yeah, I'd say in terms of building our brand and um, when we went to UCLA, we recognized Los, Ange- Los Angeles was a really forward-thinking, you know, innovative place for people and brands and um, everyone's trying to look and find better ways to optimize their life and find the next big thing. So we really, from the start, um, focused on Los Angeles County as kind of like our home base. Um, we learned from a lot of our mentors that it it's a really good idea when you're a young brand to have a high density and a small region, so that you get a lot of people talking and seeing your product from different places and different levels. Um, We've done that through a lot of places. We're in almost 400 coffee shops now across Los Angeles that serve Tenzo. Um, we're, we're serving on campus at UCLA and all the cafes. So they have Tenzo signs up. Um, a lot of our e commerce subscriber customers are all in, mostly in like Santa Monica and Venice in the Los region. So, kind of our goal early on was just to build a lot of touch points across multiple different places. And a couple of companies like Clutter, when they had their offices open, they were they have Tenzo in their office, you know. So like all these places, you can build that brand affinity and build that um, Just get people talking about it, you know. And um, even bringing it into UCLA, UCLA Athletics Department and giving all our trainers matcha and the, and the players, you know, and just like it's a really fun being, really having built a home here. We felt a lot of um, support.
1: Yeah, I mean. To give some more specifics on that, you know, like we've had investors that were in, in the UCLA VC fund and you know, part of Tenzo's brand awareness was launching in the Daily Brewing. And, you know, and so we did a lot of really cool things and the community's been super supportive and you know, that really played out when we actually did because it, it took us a while actually to get into the cafes, you know, for whatever reason that was. Uh, it took like a year and a half. Two years. Like two years. Yeah, Yeah. two years. That was a hard fall battle. Yeah. Yeah. But um, we actually did get a ton of support to make that happen from friends at UCLA um, that, you know, and the launch went super well and, you know, we knew a lot of people that played athletics and that were in um, like student body politics and things like that. And so it's a lot of, a lot of support on campus. And, you know, we're, we're really grateful for everything that we've learned you know, from the community. And hopefully that can, you know, we can tie in one day to that giving back plan and we'll be able to support um, younger entrepreneurs as they uh, work to build their companies as well.
0: Yeah, that's awesome. Wow, in two years, that's, cra- that's crazy.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's uh, one email every two weeks for two years.
0: Oh my gosh. Plus
1: random visits every month or two.
0: Wow. Persi- another example, of persistence paying off, right?
1: Yeah. I mean, that was that this is that was like a case, case study in persistence. Might be a little too touchy of a subject though for this podcast.
0: <laughs> sure, sure, sure. <laughs> we'll leave we'll leave it there. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um Um, so there's data reporting that over 60% of Generation Z young adults say at some point in their life, they would like to start their own business. Given our current global crisis with COVID-19, what advice would you give to aspiring entrepreneurs and business owners about how to maybe use this strange time strategically to maybe think about their venture, map it out, or kind of, you know, develop a plan?
2: That's a great question. Um, Thank you. Starting a business, it it doesn't always make sense, and it takes a lot of insight and a lot of guts, you know, to really take off. In terms of the light of the current events, I see there being a ton of new opportunities for different applications and different. I mean, the entire economy is we're currently seeing it shift dramatically, um, and I think. It's really gonna come down to the people that are willing to take a bet on a crazy idea they think might work and try to see it to fruition because we don't really know where the world's going, but we know we I mean, for you sleeves for Tenzo, we immediately recognize the need to be nimble and to be flexible and to adapt and change because we don't change as the world changes, you're you're not gonna be around Yeah. That's kind of how that selection works. Yep. So I would say too, like for an entrepreneur starting, it's just finding that minimum viable product and just testing it and getting some feedback. And the more you can learn early on, but it all ultimately comes down to just starting, you know. And starting with Tenzo, we started with like less than like five hundred bucks inventory from a like a local supplier. Wow! That we connected with just Google searching, and we just got our first first little bags of matcha. And it's not the same matcha we're selling today, but. Those first couple of pouches helped us prove that people would like this product yeah. and there's a market for it in the US. Um, so really
1: low initial investment
2: and just go for it. That's what I would say.
0: That's great advice.
1: Yeah, I could not agree more. You, know, you gotta just start. Too many people I think get trapped in the idea phase. Right. You know, and for people that are already you know, dealing with it, like I think that there's going to be a big push online. There's going to be a lot of innovative products that, you know, help people live or work better from home, let's say, or manage children from home that are going to school without like, all, all these new scenarios that are playing out to so being able to predict that. And, you know, if you get lucky on one of those, then that is fantastic. Um, yeah, I think a lot of businesses really just need to shift to online as fast as they can, especially brick and mortar businesses. Um, so, yeah.
0: Yeah. Did you, did you both have any, like, were there any specific resources or did you have certain mentors or people that kind of helped you go from the idea phase to getting things in motion or resources you'd recommend to those that are kind of maybe in that stage?
2: Yeah. I mean, getting in motion, it took Steve and I about 36 to 48 hours to decide we're going to do it, (laughs) find our name and go full force forward. You know, that's kind of how we operate. I was going to
0: ask about the name too, actually.
2: Yeah. That's a good question. We can touch okay. on in a second. Okay, um, yeah, I'd say. I mean, we we couldn't be more grateful for the amount of help and support we've gotten from the very beginning. I studied uh, psychobiology or behavioral neuroscience, and Steve studied history. Wow. So neither of us really had any idea what we were doing when we got started. We made a lot of mistakes, and we owe it to a lot of really intelligent people for getting us where we are today.
1: Yeah, agreed. Could not could not agree more with that. I mean. A great quote that I think sums it up is that we're standing on the shoulders of giants.
0: Mm.
1: You know, and Rob and I, the limited success we have is definitely, you know, owed at least to some extent to uh, other people helping us out. Mistakes, all our own. Though.
0: <laughs> and there I was going to say, further proof there that you don't have to be an economics or business economics major to go into the business world or start your own <laughs> business.
1: Yeah. I honestly would say we got some really good benefits actually from not being I got. You know, all the business guys, they just say, like, why would you start a mod like a tea company? And I'm just like, matcha's not really a tea company, man. It's you know, it's gonna be big. And then three years later, here we are, matcha's blowing up and all those yeah. kids are getting their MBAs. I'm like, missed
0: it. Right, <laughs> right. Uh, yeah,
1: I feel like business business degrees just
2: don't I know a lot of people that are like, oh wow, I can't believe you started your own business. I'm like, well, what do you mean? It's not that hard, just do it. You know? Yeah. I think when you, when you learn too much about it, I think it might limit your ability to like act sometimes. Sure. But we just were completely oblivious and didn't know what we we're getting ourselves into. So <laughs> ignorance is blitz like yeah. ignorance. <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah. And I mean, we did make a lot of crazy mistakes too. So, but we survived, you know? Yeah, you're here. Yeah, exactly.
0: Um, so, can you share a little bit about the name and how you came up with Tenzo?
2: Yeah, sure. Um, a Tenzo is a Japanese word has Japanese roots. It's one of the six paths to enlightenment in a Buddhist monastery. Mm. The Tenzo is the chef um, that provides meals for meditating monks, so they can, you know, practice out hindrance. Oh, wow. So we, t- we like to think of like the Tenzo as the giver of energy. You know, the person that's like passing you the resources and the yeah. fuels. You're the best version of you.
0: Cool. Oh, that's that's awesome. I love that. Yeah. Um. So, kind of going off of, um, I know Steve had just talked about um, the mistakes, and and I'm sure there's been many, you know, things that lessons learned and things like that. So, if you were to do some venture again, or even this venture again, what would you do differently, if anything?
1: Hire a lawyer. <laughs>
2: First one. I was gonna oh
1: say it seems like there's some battle
2: scars
1: there.
2: One. <laughs> yeah. No. yeah, I think I think like to kind of further Steve's point. We um, made a lot of mistakes, learned a lot. But if you're able to set up your company structure the right way from the very beginning, in terms of your corporation, like tax in terms structure. of your accounting, mm-hmm. your taxing, your tax, your contracts all these things where when we started we were just like oh we can write them ourselves you know yeah. right this we got this like <laughs> i don't think we had like a, a legitimate quickbooks account until like a year and a half in. wow yeah, so that was just like uh we were moving forward but we weren't covering our ground gotcha.
1: <laughs> yeah so i mean there's a lot of things like that and but i mean again like we've made mistakes and we've lost money on marketing campaigns or we've tested this. But, you know, like a big thing that Rob and I focus on is just learning, you know, and experience is one of the best ways that you can learn, you know, and you couple yeah. this rapid iteration cycle and this really disciplined process about how you work and get better. You couple that with mentorship and, a you know, a hefty dose of books and blog posts and things like that. And you have a recipe for what we like to use, the word we use is, you know, the rate of innovation, which basically means like how quickly are you accelerating or improving over time? So we think by kind of like combining those three elements that I touched on, you can really drive improvements um, sustainably and over a long period of time uh, really quickly
0: oh that's great yeah that's uh, and that's great insight for those that are once again maybe in this process and you know getting started or also looking at you know lessons learned or trying to avoid maybe some of those hurdles that you all have faced as well
1: yeah i mean Uh jeff to to sum up this point the japanese have a really good expression for this that i have on my whiteboard up here which is show shaku juice shaku and it means to succeed from wrong to wrong and so you know, like wrongs are going to come up and you can really find success. And that's what they say, you know, like success is in the journey. It's not, it's not like a point in time. And that like, so I like to think like I get to work with Rob, you know, that's already a success right there.
0: (laughs) That's a perfect segue. It's like you, it's like you plan that for our final question um, that we always end with. So since leaving UCLA, how has your career and life experiences shaped how you define success?
1: Hmm. Rob?
2: Oh man. I I sorry, there's a the background noise here. I can hear that or not. Um, yeah, I love uh, actually John Wooden's quote for success, you know. Success is a peace of mind, and knowing you gave it your all to become the best you're capable of becoming. So probably but you yeah. it's pretty close. I was gonna say pretty
0: close. I think like, yeah. it's pretty close. Yeah. It like, yeah. I, love that quote. I knew I, you I, said I, the, I, quote. I knew I, the quote, I knew the quote that you were talking about.
2: Yeah, but, yeah. Oh man, gotta love JR Dub. But so for me, that really I learned that when I UCLA, UCLA and it became really true in the first couple of years of Tenzo because like any entrepreneur, you're starting off and you're like, looking, shooting for the moon. You're like, wow, we're gonna grow this thing so fast. It's gonna be this incredible company. We're gonna be like raking it in and changing the world and giving this great product to so many people. And it doesn't start that way. It's like, it's brutal. It's a really, really hard grind. And I think to recognize that like success is just being, just doing the best you can do, you know? And like, we learn that in athletics too. But it's, I mean, if you show up every day and give it your all, You can't control everything, but you can't control your effort. You can't control your mindset. And I think when you really focus on those things and stay present, you you feel like it feels really good. The journey is amazing. And I feel like that is a success in my mind is just
1: being there, you know, and doing it. Yeah. Yeah. Couldn't have said it better. And the only thing I would like to add is that, you know, a lot of people focus on, Things like like Rob said, that are outside of their control, and um, you know, once you really dial in what's in your control, then you should really try and grasp the notion that you've already won. You know, and you're working hard, and your mindset is you're calm. You know, and you're happy. You're moving through your problems, you know, quickly and with focus and ease, and it's not like this stressful or anxiety-inducing situation. So, you've already won just by starting. You've already won.
0: Yeah. That's great. That's a great perspective to think about too.
2: Other thing for success, I will say too, is just like what Steve said, is you got to learn. If you're, if you're failing and learning, it's still a success, you know? So it's like falling forward. I think what Ray Dalio calls it or something, you know, it's, you know, day to day or game to game or point to point you might lose, but like, can you bounce back and push forward and, you know, maintain composure for the next win? Um. Uh, ultimately leads to success.
0: Yeah. No, that's that's absolutely correct. Um, Well, thank you so much, Robbie and Steve, for our conversation today. Um, I really enjoyed getting to learn more about your journey to to starting Tenzo and um, just you know wish you all continued success and um, I think a lot of listeners especially those who want to start their own business will take a lot of great insight from some of those lessons and advice that you gave today so thank you so much um, for taking time again to join us on Bruin Success
1: of course thanks for having us thanks for having us and go
0: Bruins. Yeah, that's great
1: right.
0: and you both you both I think are pretty active on LinkedIn too so is that the best place for people to kind of keep up with you and what Tenzo's up to
1: Yeah. LinkedIn for me and our Tenzo's Instagram is a really good place. We have a lot of cool stuff going on there as well.
0: Okay. Awesome. Perfect. You've been listening to Bruin Success. Our guests this week were Steve O'Dell and Robbie Page of Tenzo T. You can find more information on Steve and Robbie in the description of the podcast. Follow Partnership UCLA Alumni Career Programs on Instagram and Facebook to keep up with Bruin Success. If you enjoyed our podcast, subscribe to it, tell a friend, or share your appreciation on social media. Thanks for listening, and we'll catch you next time when we're back with Cheryl Lott of Bold Culture. This podcast was made possible by UCLA alumni.